A recent study from social science research states that immersing children in book-oriented environment benefits their educational achievement and equips them with skill and knowledge, thinking, and cognitive flexibility. Hello, everyone. Welcome to my show, Curry Up Startup Podcast, a podcast to spotlight Asian entrepreneurs and interesting people that I meet in my life. This is your host, Priyanka Kumla. Our guest for today is pursuing her lifelong dream of writing a South Asian children's book series. She's an internationally acclaimed educator and author of Little Princess Rani and the Palace Adventures. She's passionate about building bridges and understanding between communities and believes that children's books are an excellent way to do that at an early age. Please welcome Anita Badwar to my show. Hello, Anita. Hi. Hi, Priyanka. Anita, I'm so thrilled to connect with you because I have a five-month-old and I love books. So for me, books and kids form a great intersection and you being a children's book author are a perfect guest for my show. Thank you. It's a pleasure being here and congratulations to being a new mom. Thank you. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about children and books. But before that, tell us about yourself to our listeners. Sure. Well, I started this journey of being an author and writing children's books back in 2012. And at this time, I'm a mom too. So I have um, two kids. So my kids were fairly young. They're now teenagers. And um, I took a trip with them in 2012 to start um, researching the whole writing process. And I had an idea that I wanted to focus a series on Indian culture and Hindu festivals. So it was great to go back to do some research in India, as well as see India through the eyes of my kids. So I published my first book in the Little Princess Rani series in 2013, and that's the book titled Rani Saves Diwali. And while I've been writing, I've also been working as an international uh, educator in higher education. Thank you, Anita, for giving us more information about how you started your journey. So you're a graduate from the University of Toronto and from the University of Florida. Tell us a little bit about how an economics management graduate wanted to become an author. How did that story evolve? So I've always enjoyed reading and writing as a child. Um, I have a background actually in human resources. So when I graduated from the University of Toronto, I started working in human resources. And uh, then I moved to the United States and I, um, you know, continued on in that profession. But I always found a way to kind of incorporate writings into my different professional positions. So whether it be writing something on the company's website, developing a manual, or um, working on a newsletter for alumni with with the different um, academic institutions that I worked with. Um, So I've always kind of incorporated that and it's always kind of been a part of me. I guess that's the best way um, to say that. Writing my first book and just doing all the research on how to do that, I really wanted to pursue writing as a profession and I just really, really enjoy the creative process and everything that goes into it. As anything, it can be frustrating and challenging, but that's life. You know, the end product is Uh, what really gives me a lot of satisfaction, Um, just seeing how you go from an idea and um, how it changes throughout the whole process. And and it's just the whole outlet of having, using your creativity to um, create something from scratch. That whole idea 
got me hooked um, into uh, becoming an author. Writing is a very creative process, but I'm quite sure it's very intense as well. And how did you come up with this character, Little Princess Rani? What does she do? Little Princess Rani uh, lives in India. She is very caring. She's a problem solver. She's resourceful. And she also has a sweet tooth. She has a pet parrot. His name is Hari. And she has a pet elephant named Bindi. And she also has a lady-in-waiting, or her best friend, and her name is Jaya. And I really just wanted to focus um, a children's book series that was centered around a female character. Many of the stories, I have a daughter, so many of my stories are kind of loosely based on her and some of the things that she experienced as she was growing up. It's always interesting, Anita, to see how our real life experiences shape our thoughts and for you writing. Now, I know you grew up in Toronto, Canada, and then now you're based out of Florida in the U.S. How has your transition from, you know, different culture in a country, from Canada to the U.S., helped you in your writing process or your creative thoughts? Growing up in Toronto, so I grew up in the 70s, and it was very multicultural um, back then. I just remember having friends from all over the world. So other children that were from India, uh, China, Vietnam, Caribbean. So I had a very um, early exposure to different cultures at an early age, and and I just, you know, when I moved to the U.S., you do have a lot of diversity, but I think in the U.S., people aren't as always open about their culture. I don't know the reason why for that, um, why that is. I thought, you know, putting a book series out there that explains specifically my heritage and my culture, you know, will help build bridges between communities. And that is my fundamental passion and purpose in writing all of these books it's so uh, desperately needed when you see the political climate um, in this country, you know, there needs to be some kind of understanding. And I really strongly feel that 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 begins at an early age. And if you can do it in childhood, I think we can, you know, create a better understanding, empathy, empathy between communities, between individuals, and hopefully there'll be less conflict. You said it right, Anita, because I really believe empathy is something that we'll have to remind ourselves to, you know, to keep instilling in our children and our communities. And I really love your passion for creating more cultural awareness through children's books. I think that's a very subtle way of getting the message across mm-hmm. and helps the next generations who can be more aware of, you know, how do you live in a very diverse community? There's a lot of talk about diversity and inclusion, and I think instilling it in our children from a very young age is really the key to our success. Yeah, and just to add to that, I think in order for you personally to understand other cultures, I think you need to understand your own heritage and your own culture first before you can, you know, appreciate and make the connections between other cultures. I'm so glad you're spearheading this great initiative for us. What's the best feedback you've received on your books, be it the children or people from the community and outside? The best feedback that I've had is that it's a great educational tool used in preschool in kindergarten classes to teach about India and Hindu festivals. And I've also had um, at book events, I've had um, ladies that are non-Indians purchase my books, and I'm assuming that it's for their grandkids, but it turns out that their, their child has married somebody who's Indian. 
So they want to gift it to their child so that they can learn more about their spouse's culture. And also, in fact, they want to learn more about the culture, too. So I think that that was really cool because you you automatically think, oh, OK, people are buying it for kids or grandkids or a niece or a nephew or their own kids. That was really thrilling for me. So I think that was a really, really good compliment that not just kids, but parents and grandparents also want to, you know, learn more about the culture. And really, I've had really good feedback when I'm at um, in-person events. I've had some, you know, really good conversations about the culture, not just about the books, but about the culture too. And it's something that I just really enjoy doing. That's very amazing, Anita. And using the books that you write for cross-cultural awareness, I think that really sends a great message to people in our society. Now, I think it's the time for you to tell us, the audience, what are some benefits of immersing children with books from a very young age? Can you list like the top three? So besides the obvious reason of literacy, um, the first one would be that books are a great way to develop a, a passion, a lifelong passion of learning. The second one would be kids see themselves represented. So when I started this journey back in 2012, there really weren't that many um, diverse books on the market. I was actually looking for them for my kids to help them connect to their culture and heritage. Um, but now that has changed quite a bit. There are you know quite a bit of uh, diverse books on the market, but it is a uh, going back to your question, um, it's a great way for kids to see themselves represented. And that means that they matter if they can see themselves somewhere in children's literature. And then the third benefit I would say is that children can develop a sense of empathy. So if they're reading about characters that are different from them, from a different background, that could mean um, you know, cultural background that could mean a child with disabilities, um, children, you know, that are LGBTQ. Diversity means a whole bunch of different things. So if they see somebody that is um, different from them, they can start developing a sense of empathy um, to those that are different. And you know what? I'm just thinking of my childhood, Anita. Mm-hmm. You know, back in those days in the 90s, the, the comic books like Tinkle, Jungle Book, Those are things that have been etched in our memories. There's something that you learn from each character, right? Like when you learn from Mowgli, you know, be fearless. And we subconsciously, as role models, people whom you feel inspired about, it's absolutely amazing. How do your children react to your books? Do they read them? Yeah, so they do um, read them. Actually, as I'm revising, I get them to read it. I'm working on my seventh book, which is going to be one about Navaratri. And it's actually going to be a spinoff from the series. So it's going to focus more on her pet elephant bindi i always get them to you know read the first draft and then you know as i'm revising get them to read you know other drafts as we go along and they definitely definitely give feedback so i definitely take that into consideration when i'm writing the books children are the best quality assurance people out there right And to our listeners out there, when Anita mentioned about Navaratri, Navaratri is the Indian Festival of Lights. Any sneak peek insights that you can share about the book that's in the making, Anita? Rani's pet elephant, and um, she's a quite quite a cute character. She's kind of the main focus of the holy book in the series. And in the holy book, she um, hides the gulal, which is the colored powder that's used for the festival. 
And she's a very clean um, elephant, so she doesn't want to get dirty for the festival. So she goes ahead. She's kind of mischievous and um, a funny character. I received really good feedback when I go to visit classrooms in preschool and kindergarten classes, and uh, the kids just love her. So that kind of spurred on the idea to kind of do like a spinoff of the series and use Bindi as the main character in this. But it's going to deal with dancing. It's going to focus on Dandia and Navratri and Bindi playing a part in that. One of my main purposes of the series is to highlight festivals through the books that are celebrated all over India. So I am North Indian, so I've done Holi and Diwali. But Ganesha Turthi is mostly a festival celebrated in Maharashtra and is very big in South India. So I, I kind of tried to take the series so that we're celebrating the diversity of India. Are you a voracious reader yourself? Yes. So I still try to squeeze in some reading. Life can get really busy. But um, most recently, I've read um, The Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. And I read The Handmaid's Tale by Margaret Atwood. Those are pretty cool books. Now, talking about your book writing process, walk us through the journey, because I'm quite sure it's a very intensive process, as we talked about. What are the various steps that you put yourself through to publish a book? Well, the Navratri book I've been thinking about for a couple of years and often with Hindu festivals they can be kind of complicated so it normally begins with an idea and so for example you know most of my books are about festivals I try to focus on two or three aspects of the festival it's kind of what I call a loose idea and then it just takes a lot of revising to ensure that the main idea or the main theme of the book comes through clearly and is communicated clearly as possible and keeping in mind the audience is going to be kids um, as well as adults. And then I try to incorporate a value or a lesson um, within the story itself. That's great. So how do you overcome creative blocks as part of your writing journey? Faced with creative blocks, I normally take a break. So that can be anywhere from a day to a couple of days. And it's the phase which I... I uh, termed as let the story sit and it allows me to clear my mind and then I normally come back and I'm able to overcome that block. Well that's a great productivity tip for all of us and taking time out really helps you you know rejuvenate be more refreshed being an educator an author as an entrepreneur it's a hard journey out there. From a revenue generating standpoint how do you really make this as a business model, what are some challenges you've faced? I would say the biggest thing is the marketing and just trying to promote the book as much as possible. And it's just really trying to stay ahead of, you know, changes that are going on in terms of, of marketing. How can we be of help? The way to help is, you know, if you're a parent, I would certainly encourage your child's teacher to introduce diverse literature, such as the Little Princess Rani series. Um, in the classroom, buy the book, provide for the greater good outside of the, the books itself. I think, you know, if you feel strongly about what's going on in this country, anyhow, I, as I do, which is, you know, going back to building bridges between communities, um, I believe it strongly feel that it believe uh, that it starts at a really young age. And in my experience, going into the classroom, reading these books, the kids really want to know. You can tell on their face that they're just very curious. And the questions that they ask are actually very respectful. There is definitely a need there. So if parents or caregivers can encourage 
um, teachers to introduce, you know, diverse literature in the classroom. And if we start this collectively at an early age, I think you would see, you know, a lot of changes in this country. I'm a big believer in that. Absolutely. And I'm with you on that, Anita, as well. And to our listeners out there, you should go and purchase a book, The Little Princess Rani, and all the series that come along with it. I think it's a great tool to promote more diversity to your kids and even for ourselves, right? Because as adults, sometimes we really don't understand our own cultural heritage or the culture of people around us. Uh, It's a great tool to create more diversity and inclusion within our society. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a great way for me to understand more about my culture, my heritage. Well, why do we celebrate that? And why do we do this? You know, um, So hopefully, you know, people will see the series and this is the feedback that I've given is that it it is a great educational tool, but it does have a bit of a fun, whimsical aspect to it. So it kind of keeps the kids and adults interested in the story as you're, you're reading through, but you're learning at the same time. Now, are you ready for a quick rapid fire round for us, Anita? Sure. So share the first thing that comes to your mind when I say the following, and this is going to be like super fun for me. To put you on the other side. <laughs> Books? Happiness. Favorite hobby? Well, right now it's home decorating. Writing? Freedom. Role model? My mom. Hey, go moms. <laughs> What's your native language and one word to describe yourself in that? I would say it's, it's English and creative. Awesome. What's one piece of advice you would give to anybody who's wanting to pursue their dream for you it was writing books to build more community awareness just to do your research and to take your time speak to people uh, that are in you know whatever field if it's pursuing something professionally speak to people make contacts as much as possible you know really figure out the direction that you want to take yourself in and, and follow your dreams I mean you can do it absolutely follow your dreams there you go thank you so much Anita It's been such a pleasure to connect with you and learn more about your creative journey and how you started Little Princess Rani and the wonderful work that you're doing to promote more diversity and inclusion, starting from children all the way. Thank you so much for joining us. Until another episode with another interesting guest, this is your host Priyanka Komla signing off.